Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. My guest today, Corey Linnae, is a Chandler and the founder of Libra Moonstone. She is committed to studying metaphysical geology, holistic medicine, and all things divination. Corey's mission is to provide healing through her eco-friendly candles, teachings, meditations, and healings. Today, we talk about what goes into making a candle, how Corey infuses intention into every step of the process, ways to use candles for healing, and how they are supporting her during this unprecedented time in history. I promise you, after this episode, you will never look at candles the same way again. All right, Corey, well, why don't you go ahead and just start by telling us about yourself and what you do for a living? Yeah, so I am Corey Lene. I'm 23, and I created the company Libra Moonstone um, a little over a year ago, February of last year. I like to say I do a lot of things. Um, so I am a Chandler, first and foremost. I make healing candles. I'm also a metaphysical geologist, so I love learning about you know the composition of crystals, but then also how they heal you on a metaphysical and physical level. Um, I'm also a content creator, and I'm really just trying to branch out and kind of heal and help as many people as I can. So I kind of have a lot of titles under my belt, but definitely first and foremost, I'm a Chandler. Candles have just always been such a big part of my life. Like ever since I was little, my dad has always been into just like, he'll buy hundreds of tea lights at a time and (laughs) just go crazy. If a store is having, you know, a sale, like he's on it, you know, he also loves like little, just um, like Christmas lights and like color changing lights. So all of the time we'd always have different lights going in the house and like he would have tea lights just in the kitchen, in the hallway, like all these different candle holders that he would find at, you know, TJ Maxx and just (laughs) wherever, you know, and, um, I didn't fully realize, I don't think for a while, how much of an impact they had on me and how, how peaceful and how balanced they made me feel and how when I go places or if I'm like, if I'm going to a store, like I'm going to stop in the candle section. Like I'm just, that's just going to happen. And like, if I'm at home, there has to be a candle burning or I have to have a candle ready to be burned somewhere in the house. So it's a lot of just, um, I created the company kind of just to share my message of how candles impact and help me on a day-to-day basis and help others um, just in different levels. Um, 
I have people that reach out to me that are like, I need help with, I have really bad migraines. And I say, okay, here's this candle there. I'm trying to do some inner, um, some inner child healing work. And I say, okay, I can do this for you. I make you a custom for that. You know, candle making is definitely to heal, but then also for a good time, because some people just like to have a good, you know, decoration on their counter, you know, and that's fine. That's fine. But I think there's just so many levels and layers to candles. And I think they're so accessible because you can go to the dollar store and get 15 candles for $15 and they'll last you for however long, you know? So I think it's nice to be in a field where I can help people and it's accessible to everyone. Mm, I love this answer. This is so fun talking about candles. (laughs) How old were you when you made your first candle? Like, when did you decide to do it? My, okay. So I think, I think I was like, ah, I feel like I want to say the first time it all came about, I was definitely like almost 21. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was like, actually the idea of making the candles was like a very sudden, I'm very, I'm a very cardinal placement. So it was very like, Ooh, maybe we can make candles. Ooh, let's try making candles. Oh, we like making candles. Okay. We're making candles. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like around 21 was when I was like, okay, let's try this. Let's make sure we like it. And it just kind of snowballed from there. How did you come up with the name Libra Moonstone? I love this question because a lot of people just think Moonstone is my favorite stone and that I'm a Libra, which is not, I mean, Moonstones are great. They're fantastic. But um, I'm a Cancer Sun and I was born on the 21st. So so cusp actually don't exist because a planet can't be in two different signs at the same time. Two hours later and I would have been a Leo. Yeah, I was actually supposed to be born on the 31st. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, so our birthstone is the ruby, but each different um, decan has a different birth crystal. And for the third decan, it's the moonstone. What's a decan? Each sign is split up into three different decans, which are independently influenced by different planets. Oh, wow. That's like deep astrology. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, and I'm still like a little, uh, like, uh, don't ask me, but like, I I have like a general (laughs) grasp on it. You know, astrology just has so many layers. So that's the moonstone part of it. And then I'm a Libra moon. So it's Libra moon stone. So it just, it flows together. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. I like that. Thank you. What's your rising sign? I'm an Aquarius rising. Oh, you have a very interesting little mix there. Yeah, yeah. I it's 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 a lot. I'm air dominant. Um, I have a Gemini, Mars, and Venus. So mm-hmm. my my Cancer sign is my only water placement. It's pretty strong, but like the air definitely overtakes it. Well, it makes sense that you would make candles for a living and be a cancer sun. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. nurturing and, and calm and peace to people. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm doing it for my house. Like just, right. I'm here. Don't look at me. Knock before you come in. Oh my gosh. So tell us about like the process of making a candle. Obviously there's wax and a wick involved, but there's probably so much more to it. So what kind of, take us through the process. So, um, on top of just like 
the standard process. I also have, you know, things that I do. I do like to um, cleanse my area, just making sure everything is physically clean and then energetically cleansed. So I'll light some incense or light one of my candles, just make sure the area is cleansed. And there's a lot of little things like everything that I do with my candles is intentionally done. And I, I really try to emphasize that point is that every part of this process is done with some form of a good intention, which is part of why they take so long. Like the warning stick sticker, when I put that on the bottom, each time I put a sticker on the tin, I say, um, stay safe, burn well. And each time I glue the wick into the tin, I um, do a little prayer to symbolize stability because, you know, the wick is staying stable in the tin. So I, I wish stability for the user of the candle. I do very calculated steps with each part of the process. And there's so many more things. The only thing I wasn't too fond of was the math. I've never been a huge fan of the math, but of course you have to, I use soy wax just because it's better for your health and better for the environment. A lot of, you know, just store pod candles use paraffin wax and they have a lot of carcinogens in them and just a lot of like toxic materials. So they're not too good for you, which is why a lot of them, if you look at the fine print, you're not supposed to burn them too long around pets or around small children because they're not safe. Yeah. So I use all soy wax. I use pure essential oils um, just because a lot of fragrance oils, again, have, you know, toxins and also candles like that, not even to be biased, but they do kind of, sometimes they make me a little ill just because a lot of like Bath and Body Works or like at Michael's, like their candles will be highly fragranced and it's just kind of a lot. So I just made sure like I need to make a candle that I would want to burn in my house. So that's why I went with soy wax and the essential oils. And then I use dried organic herbs for most of them. Some of them I do get from a small business and not all of her herbs are organic, but I was I thought it was very important to support small businesses. But yeah, it's really just, you really have to be patient. You really have to, I like to play some music. You have to allow the wax to melt on its own time. Rushing it is going to cause problems. You're going to end up with some candles that won't burn. But yeah, it's very, it's a lot of waiting. <laughs> it's a lot of weighing things and a lot of waiting on things. I think the most fun part is definitely mixing all of the oils together and just creating different combinations. My favorite candle is the lavender rose and eucalyptus. That's our like top seller, I'd say. Actually, that's not my favorite. I think my favorite right now is the rosemary and cedarwood. But like the lavender rose and eucalyptus, like that one, I just kind of, I was just trying things out and I was like, wow, this is perfect. It's a lot of trial and error. Gosh, yeah, it's just a lot of waiting because it's me putting the wax on the stove. All right, it's time to wait. Let's stir a little bit. Okay, we got to wait. Okay, let's put in the oils. Wait. Pour it in the tin. Time to wait. Time to top it and wait. Like that's really, that's really how it goes. It sounds a little boring. It's great though. You got to make it a good time. You have some snacks, have some music. It's fine. You can do other work in between all of those steps as well, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm making videos in between and, you know, doing all my other stuff. Right now, since I'm moving, I'm unpacking in between and just, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a multitasking kind of job, which is nice. Yeah. So how do you kind of come up with your inspiration for your different scent combinations or your toppings? You know, how do you come up with all of this creative? How do you use your creativity? Thank you. Yeah. So 
I do take into account all of the metaphysical and physical healing properties that go with each herb and oil that I use. So that goes into a lot of it because a lot of the candles, they're categorized. So I have like energized, like the peppermint and eucalyptus, because they're both very good for um, mental clarity, clearing your sinuses and boosting energy, different things like that. So I do like to combine different scents that work well together for similar, you know, reasons and things. But then I also have different collections. So right now I have a planetary collection. So I'm, it's still in the process, but right now I have like the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. And so like with Venus, I did, there's so many oils that um, you can use to honor Venus and Aphrodite and different things. But I made sure to incorporate like rose because, you know, that's the flower of Venus and sandalwood because that helps with grounding and um, connecting your root chakra to your heart chakra and just um, different things. So a lot of it is just making sure everything kind of incorporates itself together and then also making sure that the scents themselves blend together, you know, making sure the citrus are with the citrus and, um, you know, you don't want to do anything too wacky because you do try things and they just don't work out. They're just not going to smell right. And that's okay. Just trying to make sure things of their likeness are together and trying to make them as healing and as well-rounded as I can. I love that. And I'm sure you just have to use your intuition with some of it too. Just yeah, it's yeah, it's really just kind of like that's how most of the candles that I made came to be. Most of them were just kind of like, okay, we're going to melt wax, we're going to pick scents, and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> and I'd say that's how 98% of the candles that are on that I sell were made. I think only actually the moon and Venus were predetermined. How so everything determined that was only because there were so many oils that can correspond and help with rituals and different healings corresponding with the moon and Venus. And I just wanted to make sure I picked the ones that best represented the planets. And I was just having a hard time picking the ones that I best felt connected with them. It is crazy how influential and how powerful essential oils can be. And that's that's also a big reason of why I chose those for the candles. Like I, that's why I think, you know, people are always recommending burning candles, using a diffuser, burning incense and things. Just like everything else, these essential oils, these essential oils are from the earth. They're deep rooted in this planet and they're all vibrating on different frequencies. And because of just um, especially with essential oils, because you're cultivating them naturally and extracting them directly from the root, directly from the fruit or the, you know, the plant, whatever, whichever oil it is, they are extremely powerful. Just like how you may feel specific vibrations with like a large piece of amethyst or like an orange calcite. It's the same thing. So like frankincense and patchouli, those oils are really great for root chakra healing. And those are two oils or incense actually that I'll use when I'm doing like shadow work, just burning those and allowing yourself to sit and be present with them. You can really like feel your chakras opening. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, it's amazing how essential oils can help you just like applying them topically, literally inhaling them. And then yeah, sometimes ingesting them. I'm actually like taking aromatherapy classes right now because I do want to get certified in like ingestion but yeah like that's a whole other world that I'm trying to get into as well so um, essential oils are just such a universal like 
healing remedy and like there are a lot of jokes about them you hear about like you know the anti-vax moms that only that heal their kids broken arms with essential oils and like haha whatever but um no they are very healing Mm. definitely beneficial i'll go for peppermint oil before i go for tylenol I know. I mean, they're, they really are amazing. And I think part of it is what we believe about it too. You know what I mean? I'm not saying things don't work, but I think we have to have the belief and because we have the belief, it can rise up to meet that. Yeah, I agree. I think intent needs to be more emphasized with a lot of people, especially because like I said, like we, as well as everything else, vibrates on specific frequencies. So if you're creating that blockage of, oh, this thing doesn't work, you're creating that energy and you're creating that wall. So all of these tools that are trying to help you are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but you're not doing the work. You're supposed to meet them halfway. So intensely. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, um, I wanted to mention this earlier, but we just kind of kept rolling. I love that you put intention into every layer of your candle making. I mean that like, I was just getting chills down my back thinking about that because that energy carries through the candle to the recipient. You're going to feel that when you burn a candle that is made that way versus one that's made in a factory that is just poured super fast and things carry energy. So I just like, I, I don't know. I just have to acknowledge that. I just got no pills. I, I really appreciate that. Like, like my boyfriend will be like, Oh, like you made so many candles. And I'm like, Oh yeah, but it took this many hours. But it's like, I do it because I have to take the time to sit with my tools and make sure that my energy and the healing that I'm trying to send to you gets sent to you through that package and lands in your hands, you know? And it does. And let's also talk about your packaging because when I opened my candles from you, I was like, oh my God, there's so much stuff in here. It was amazing. (laughs) It's like handwritten affirmations. Like you don't even type them, you handwrite them. So talk about what you include in each package. Yeah. So the handwritten affirmations, that's always, always, always been important to me. I think I did at one point very early on, I think I did consider typing them Mm -hmm. and I started a document and I was like, oh no, 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 no. And I had to just exit. Like it just didn't work. You can see it in my planner. I'll have a day and it's just affirmation day. And I sit, I, I either sit out on my patio or go to a park or something. And I just take the time to write out just whatever I'm feeling, you know, whatever I feel like people need or, you know, whatever I just feel is necessary. And then I keep them in um, this small little bowl with like other herbs and things. And I kind of like intuitively pick them for each person. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. It's funny that you ask um, what's included in my packaging because I'm actually rapidly changing my packaging right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I do include handwritten affirmations. I like to include a little freebie. So I'll include either like a discount code, a crystal with a little description. Sometimes I upgrade the candle sizes. And then I actually have a little candle card, a a candle care card. So it just tells you how often the candle should be lit, when you're supposed to light it, the intention that you should set before you light the candle. I also have a little 
it's a little card. It has an affirmation on it. And I put my little thank you on the back, but then you can use it and post it on your wall. So you have a little affirmation to look at and then a little pack of matches. So you have some Libra Moonstone matches to light with your candle. Yeah. And then I like to, you know, scatter my little herbs around it. I like to say a little prayer for each package. And then mm. I cleanse all of the crystals, of course, before I send them out. And then I cleanse the packages. And I like it to be an experience. I like you to open things and be like, oh, 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 I like it to be multiple surprises. That's exactly how I felt when I opened mine. I love, I just love the intention that you put into everything. I mean, that is just so meaningful. I mean, I don't know. I just love supporting businesses like that. I think that's, that's where it's at. That's <laughs> the love. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I do try to, that's what I try to do. Like, it means so much that you say that you can feel that for me because that's been my whole intention since the beginning. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So let's kind of talk about the healing properties of candles. So what are some ways that candles can be used in a healing capacity in your opinion? Yeah. Oh, great question. If you're just like around the house, lighting a candle and allowing it to just cleanse your area is a wonderful tool to use. A lot of people think you need to, you know, have a sage bundle and have all of this stuff ready to go. And that's not true at all. I feel like, especially now, spirituality is becoming a lot about the aesthetics. So a lot of things are becoming like less accessible to people. Um, so like I said, a lot of people feel like they need to have like a sage bundle and all of these different crystals and tools and things. And it's like, you can just have a candle sitting in, you know, the center of your home or closer to the front door of your home to prevent negative energy from coming in. Just allow it to cleanse your area. I love lighting candles when I meditate. I make sure to have something. I have to have at least one candle lit by my altar, especially when I'm doing like shadow work or if I'm doing inner child healing, I'll especially like to use candles like rose and frankincense um, just for, you know, my lower chakras. And then on just like a physical level, each essential oil has their own specific properties. So um, like I said, with like peppermint and eucalyptus, those are really great. I sell those really often around like flu season because they're really good for clearing out your sinuses. And then like the citrusy ones, like lemon and orange and grapefruit, those are really good also during like the winter months because um, a lot of people suffer from SAD, from SAD. Mm -hmm. And lemon, like lemon especially is known as liquid sunshine and it actually helps um, boost your self-esteem and boost your mood. So I really like the fact that candles are able to help you on a mental and a physical level and then just, you know, a metaphysical level altogether. But I feel like candles can just transcend like any type of realm. Like you can wake up with a candle just to start the day. Like I said, using them in your meditations, using them during yoga, when I'm stretching, when I want to take the time to like sit with my ancestors and, you know, just spend time with them. Or if I just need to make the house smell nice and just like clear out stagnancy. That's what I think they're best for. If you're feeling like stagnant energy, I think candles are great to just kind of cleanse all of that out. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, if you think about fire, think about how ancient it is. In ancient times, it was needed for survival. I mean, you had to cook, not even ancient, just within the last couple hundred years, you had to cook Mm -hmm. over a flame. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you think about how essential it is for survival, and we've moved into a place where we don't need to actually light a fire in our kitchens or to keep ourselves warm, but to look at that candle and to just think of the history of fire, I think is really interesting too. No, that's definitely true to think of how we've evolved into now you're just able to grab a lighter and light this thing and it's able to, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, oh, I need this thing right now to cook my meal. It's I'm just producing this flame to cleanse my energy. Very interesting to see. It is. And it's also, um, I'm looking at the candle that you made as I'm you know, thinking, and it's also, it's a representation of the light. And I love that you use it when you're doing shadow work. And it's not that we want to, you know, have any spiritual bypassing. You have to, you have to do the shadow work. You got to dig into the shadow, but having the actual physical presence of light there to support you in, in going into that shadow and looking at the hard parts of yourself, I think is a, a nice symbolic thing to do. Yeah, it definitely also just provides like a sense of comfort because especially when you're doing the work, no one that I know likes to be like, okay, I really just want to pick apart all of my flaws and all of my traumas right now. But when you do have to sit there and, you know, do that with yourself, having that, that light of hope and like, you know, that just that beacon of light and warmth it's very comforting and it makes the process a little easier. Yeah, I agree. You know, and something I want to bring up with you, I think a huge piece of what our country and our world is going through right now is dealing with some shadow work around racism. And Mm -hmm. that's what it is, is shadow work. We are all having to dig into the parts of ourselves that are racist and then have racist histories. So I really wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about what's going on in the world and maybe how candles have been helping to support you during this time. Thank you. It has been, see, there's not even one word to describe everything that is going on, but I will say I am glad. That's what, that's what I will say. I feel like especially with you saying about the shadow work. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and make sure that I'm okay and have pointed out things that they've done. And just, you know, some people have apologized. Some people have brought up things that they've done that I didn't even know about. And it's interesting to see people facing those parts of themselves. And it's interesting to see people face those parts of themselves and which groups of people choose to work on it and who choose to just put it under the rug. And those are the people that unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, those are the people that I had to cut off because especially if you're aware of what you're doing and what you're perpetrating, that's not okay. I think this is a time of change. I've mentioned it to many people, but I think this time is very different. I think that, especially with the pandemic and people having to be at home and people having, like, before you could turn off your phone and say, okay, I'm going to go to work. Okay, I'm going to go to the mall. Okay, I'm going to do whatever. But phones are still, like, the only thing that people have right now. So they have to see these things. 
And it's like, you have no choice but to get angry. But it's interesting to see the people now who are looking at it and choosing to get angry who didn't get angry before seeing these things and chose to turn off their phone and go to the mall or go to work or do whatever. I think that consistency is extremely important. I think that it's very important that everybody continues to do what they can and that's doing whatever you can. You know, when you have a project, people are doing different things. Somebody's typing everything up. Somebody's going to present. Somebody's doing the research. Not everybody is doing every single thing. So not everybody can be on the front lines and protest. Not everybody can donate money right now. So I think it's important that everybody is just doing what they can and they're staying aware because this is obviously so much bigger than George and this is bigger than Brianna and this is bigger than Tony and Philando and all these people. And I think, like I said, right now, staying consistent is what's important. We're definitely an age where our attention spans are not the longest at all. We see something, we react to it, we move on to the next shocking thing. The thing is that all of these things that are happening aren't shocking because they've been happening. They've been happening all the time. I speak to my relatives and my friends about these things. And, you know, we recall events that happened years ago. My grandmother and I were talking about things that happened to me and things that she, that she experienced years ago. It's just these things are a cycle and um, the cycle's getting old. The cycle has run out. People are tired of the cycle. It's time to rewire the cycle. And that's what we're doing. I just think it's amazing. All of these different communities coming together. It's so crazy seeing all of these different people on social media, you know, linking all of these funds and auctions to donate and donating some of their funds from their work and everything. And it's just, I'm just so thankful that this has be, finally become a global conversation because I love talking about Black issues with Black people, but when the conversation stays within the room of Black people, no one else is learning anything. No one else is experiencing anything, and we're not getting anywhere. So the fact that this conversation is reaching all of these countries and all of these different communities, the Amish, like, it's just, it's this. <laughs> Like, who told them, you know? But I don't know. <laughs> they, like, somebody dropped a letter via carrier pigeon or something. But it's, it's so beautiful to see that things are changing. Because honestly, when you think about it, with the pandemic, with this, with everything, things can't go back to how they were. They can't. So they're either going to change for the better or they're going to change for the better. So what are we going to do? So I just think it's been a really interesting time to live in. And I mean, I've been donating as much as I can and, you know, signing petitions left and right. And I protested and like, it's interesting to see the cycling repeat, the cycle repeating itself. But it's also very nice to see that we're stopping the cycle here. 
So my biggest thing is just the momentum. These things can't go away in a month. We can't forget about all of these incidents and all of these protests and what we're actually fighting for. We need to remember what we are fighting for, which is the biggest thing, I think. But yeah, it's been very interesting as a Black creator during this time. I like to think that I have a solid platform of people who listen to me. So I have been trying to, you know, do what I can and donate and educate. And I've definitely been trying to keep the balance between, of course, you know, supporting myself, but also making sure we're aware of what's going on. I have gotten, I will say, and I I know this is for a lot of other Black creators, but I have gotten um, more followers, more sales and everything, just because, you know, people are promoting Black creators and Black artists and Black business owners and things. And I think that's beautiful. But the thing is, the Black creators that I promote and stuff, I was already promoting them before all these things happened. So I do appreciate, of course, that people think my products are beautiful enough to recommend me to other people and things, but we can't stop it there. Like I said, it's just those, it's little things, it's big things, it's all things that encompass into this large system that we have to change. So just making sure you're supporting, you know, your Black creators, Black friends, make sure you're putting Black people up for positions, you know, Jackie, Ina, and all of these other, um, I know it was um, the woman who created UOMA Beauty, she created the pull up or shut up hashtag, um, so that businesses would post um, the percentage of Black employees in their corporate uh, positions and managerial positions. And a lot of companies, of course, they don't have the representation there. And they're all doing these things to work towards higher representation. But it's things like that. We need to follow up in six months. Who did you hire? What systems did you actually implement? We need this to go beyond an Instagram graphic, you know? So just making sure that we're holding ourselves accountable and holding others accountable and making sure that we're not stopping the fight. Because this dates 400 plus years. So obviously two weeks of protesting isn't going to do it, you know? But like I said, I'm very hopeful for this time. Um, Things are changing and they're changing for the better. And it's overdue, but it's happening now. I love the way you put that. It is definitely overdue, but we are grateful that it's happening. And so thank you for sharing your perspective and your, and your view. I value it so much. And um, I value what you are creating and putting out to the world. And I really started getting into Rachel Cargill, her work about a year ago. And at the time I was like, how can I represent more black indigenous people of color on my podcast? Um, It's not an excuse that I don't have people of color in my immediate surrounding. Like that's not an excuse. We, we can seek it out. And so I discovered you and I featured a couple other people, but I am always open to referrals. I would love to feature more voices on my podcast and have a more diverse platform. So, you know, I'm saying this to you and I'm saying this to my listeners that I welcome recommendations. I take recommendations all the time, but I would specifically love to elevate voices in this space. So I open that up. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for opening that up because 
I know I have a laundry list that I can send you and I'm sure other people do too. I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> and I would love it. <laughs> so would you like to draw a card and see where we go? Okay. So because I know that you love crystals so much, we are going to be using the Crystal Spirits Oracle by Colette Barry. Yes. Do you have this one? Or are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with it. A friend has it. I've had my eye on it for a while. Okay. But I, I had to pause on the, I had to pause on buying the decks for a while. So. All right. Let's take this one right here off the top. All right. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Lemurian quartz. <gasps> okay. Mm-hmm. Does the number 31 mean anything to you at all? Sometimes I like to look at the number of the card mm. too. 31 not that's my grandmother's birth date okay she's closest most important person to me well there you go yeah okay so the essential meaning of this card is vision big picture thinking and unlocking the secrets of infinite possibility your ability to imagine something bigger and better and draw in what you need in order to heal Feel a sense of well-being and step into your power as a co-creator is greater than you think. The message of Lemurian Quartz Spirit is that now is a time to free yourself to dream big. What do you see for yourself? How do you picture yourself in this future? What kind of person have you evolved into as you strive to fully embrace and enjoy your life? On this healing journey, you are called to keep your eye on the bigger picture of your experience so that you recognize your struggles as leading you to epiphanies, allies, and inner wisdom born of lived experience. Lemurian Quartz Spirit reminds you that the capacity to unlock the wisdom of the stars is within you. Just open your connection to the conscious universe and allow your imagination to soar. Very soon, a powerful vision of what is ahead for you will become clear. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That resonated very deeply with me, especially like right now, right now in this moment. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. It felt like, you know, of course, I don't know exactly what all it means to you on a personal level, but looking at global consciousness too, I think this is a message of hope you know, that mm-hmm. things are changing, that we can have a vision for the future, that we are supported in that vision, that we will be allies to one another. Like literally the word ally was in this book. Yeah. So I just, I think that was great. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a beautiful pull. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So where can everyone find you? Because I know everyone's going to want to be buying your candles. Yes. <laughs> so my Etsy shop, is libra moonstone co dot etsy.com my website should be up that's going to be libra moonstone.com my handle on all of my social medias is libra moonstone on twitter on instagram um i post a lot of my information on twitter i post a lot of crystal info how to use candles herbs and everything and then on tiktok i post a lot of informational videos and that's libra dot moonstone so perfect it's all relatively the same (laughs) i will link all of that in the show notes so that anyone listening can just kind of click on that and be directed right to you so yeah so thank you so much for being here today thank you for having me this was great and i loved speaking with you 
I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.